Hello and welcome to Small Town Banter, a rural library podcast about the Parkland County community, local events, and good old-fashioned Albertan humor. Small Town Banter was created by Parkland County Libraries as a way to connect you with your community from the comfort of your home. Stay tuned for special guests, funny antics, and so much more. We would like to discuss topics you're thinking about and hopefully others that have never crossed your mind. We endeavor to lighten your day and at times ponder the obscure. So before we get to that, here are some community and library updates. As this is a new podcast, there are still COVID restrictions. We do not have a lot of community updates. If you have anything you'd like to share, please contact us at podcast at pclibraries.ca. But we do have a few library program updates. The Walking Book Club is still going strong at Chikaku and Hassey Lake, but please note that we have an exciting Entwistle chapter of the Walking Book Club, and it will be starting up on March 11th at 1 p.m. We also have a Walking Book Club starting at Tomahawk, and its first meet is on March 3rd at 1 p.m. We are also excited to roll out Storytime Plus for the younger youth, Dungeons and Dragons, and Builders Club. There's still time to register for the library's subscription boxes, the Teen Lit Loot and Pick Me Up kits. The Teen Lit Loot is for ages 13 to 19, and it includes two library books curated to your personal preferences, a craft, some snacks, and a little bit of a surprise. You get to keep everything but the books. Those have to be returned by the due dates. For the Pick Me Up kits, those are for adults. It includes crafts, treats, and a little surprise as well. Both of the Teen Lit Loot and the Pick Me Up kit require registration, and you can do that on our website, pclibraries.ca, and it needs to be done by the first of the month. So for our good thing of the week, Brittany, what do you have for us? My good thing of the week was getting to spend a little bit of time outside. We did some socially, well, attempted to do some socially distanced fishing. It was fun to get outside in the sunshine, but I guess the downside to the good thing was that it was so windy that we didn't really get much fishing done. Our tent blew away and we kind of just gave up and went home, but it was nice to get outside and get some fresh air, a lot of fresh air because of the wind. And it was just really nice to see family even if it was at a distance that's my good thing what's your good thing Lorena well we had the great puppy giveaway of 2021 our uh, dog had puppies in December so same thing I got to see some family from Cochrane my nieces picked up their puppy and they were over the moon and giddy and He's a little Pomeranian Shih Tzu cross, and his name is Loki, and I'm getting floods of pictures, and I couldn't be happier. It was a heartwarming weekend. So cute. What a good thing. So in keeping with the theme of Freedom to Read Week, we both have picked books that have been banned. So they've been banned for various reasons and in various times. Lorena, what is the book that you've picked this week? I picked a book that I read a long time ago, um, The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. And um, I never really realized the scope of how many books have been banned for what we now consider very small, silly reasons. 
somewhat hilarious. Yes. And in this case, I mean, I can see the content of that era. This book was published in 1951, so a different time and era. Um, right. But the funny thing is now, like high school students, they read this book. And what, it's part of the curriculum, Catcher in the Rye. Oh, right. And they usually read it throughout their school career. And it follows a teenage boy named Holden who is struggling in all aspects of his life after the death of his brother. And with every misstep, Holden's mental health slides that little bit further. So in the 1950s, mental health was not something, at least in my family and community, yeah, we ever problem. talked about. So that's nice that now we have those conversations. We even have special days that kind of I don't want to say celebrate, that's not the right word, but at least put a spotlight on something, uh, mental health, and take away that stigma. But this book has been banned many times um, because the main character's mental health seemed to slowly erode, and it was a taboo subject. There were some mild sexual references and what they would consider harsh language of the time, and I kind of leafed through it and I couldn't find the harsh language, oh, that's funny. but I'm sure it's there. I, I, so it was, a, it seemed, it was deemed unfit for the time. One thing I found curious, I did not know that this book was also linked to the assassination of John Lennon. Uh, Mark Davis Chapman uh, identified with the protagonist uh, Holden. And also it was linked to the, uh, attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. Wow, I did not know that second one. So it's curious how those two historical events were fed by a book showcasing mental health, which I thought was, you know, the assassination, obviously two people who suffer from mental health issues. Yeah, no kidding. I remember reading this book in high school. It just like, I don't remember a lot of the book, but I remember it really like, liking it because I really related to the level of angst that there was there. Like I felt like I, I was there too. Yeah. But yeah, that's my band book and it's um, part of the curriculum now. And uh, obviously we've grown as a society and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. How about you? What's your book? So my book is a younger book. Again, I, I always seem to gravitate towards the younger books, but it's, um, it's a book that I I think it was one of the first chapter books that I read in school. And that was really exciting because when we finished the book, they pulled in like the giant TV and VCR on that big stand. You could hear yes. it coming down the hallway. So my book was James and the Giant Peach. I never even would have thought that that would be on the list. Right? So funny. And um, so the biggest reason that I found that it was banned is because the spider i think it was the spider licks its lips a lot in the, throughout the book and that was thought that it was maybe a little bit too provocative for kids that maybe they thought spiders were a bit sexual and we shouldn't have that and i feel like spiders like what are we sexualizing spiders that's, that's seems like a little bit of a stretch yeah but, but like i loved this book i still love this book i would definitely like i feel like it's a read aloud book definitely one that you can like read a chapter every night to your kids. Um, I don't really see, I, I didn't get 
any ideas when the spider was licking its lips. I just enjoyed the book. Feel a little bit uncomfortable about being inside of a peach. <laughs> Makes me feel a bit claustrophobic. That was more of the takeaway for you. Yeah, that's why I would ban the book. Because let's not go inside of fruit. It's a little bit too squishy. But other than that, I really enjoyed the book. The copy, I'm holding it in my hand. The copy that I have, it has illustrations by Quentin Blake. And I... They make me nervous because it's very squiggly. Like I wish that this just for one second, we could be on camera and you could see the squiggliness of the drawings. Like it is beautiful watercolor, but I don't know. It just makes me feel anxious. So everything else about the book would be something that. <laughs> yeah. The inside of the book, I really enjoyed the cover art makes me anxious. It's beautiful colors. Like I love the watercolor. I love the greens and the yellows and stuff, but I don't know, just. How squiggly does it resonate? It's not my favorite thing. But that's my book. James and the Giant Peach was banned. And now we have the freedom to read it. And I think they are still reading it in schools. I'm pretty sure. Not sure. I like I feel like you can get it at any library. It's oh, and they have like movies too. Yeah, there's right. movies. It's a it's a good read. And those are our books of the week. And now on to the main part of the show. What is Freedom to Read Week and why do we even care? Freedom to Read Week is on February 21st to February 27th. If you go to their website, freedomtoread.ca, it describes it as an annual event that encourages Canadians to think about and reaffirm their commitment to intellectual freedom, which is guaranteed to them under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Having access to uncensored information is so important because it gives us all the right to learn what we want, when we want, and how we want to do it. Plus, it grants us the opportunity to make unbiased opinions on the world and how the world works. It's just funny to read some of the reasons that books have been banned. If you want to delve more into the serious nature of freedom to read, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and intellectual freedom, we highly recommend you do so, and we'll post links to get started on the bottom of our website. We've decided to stick to the lighter of freedom to read because it just we want to put a smile on your face. Uh, we have come up with a top six, in our humble opinion, funniest reasons why books have been banned. I'm curious to see what you figured out, actually, Brittany. I I guess it's all kind of like from coming from my perspective of what I thought was funny. I tried to find the lighter side of them, like I said, but some of it was hard. Like it was hard to come up with six light-hearted banned books and th these aren't in any order it's just six that i've picked the, so i have little red white riding hood so wine o'clock she this book was banned because the main character she brings a grandma a bottle of wine in her picnic basket and that's a big no-no we do not bring grandma wine she's got to get it on her own <laughs> so that's little red riding hood the next one I have is Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. This one is a little bit heavier, I guess. <laughs> well, a lot heavier than wine. It's cannibalism. So Shel Silverstein, she made someone think of that. The author was encouraging children to eat one another. I definitely did not. I don't remember ever feeling like there was any like cannibalistic undertones or anything or in symbolism book. or yeah but maybe i need to reread it from now that i've a different perspective this. yeah or... but i don't know have you read it 
No, I haven't. I, I guess this one we need to go back to and see if there is any cannibalism in it. But um, yeah, we don't want cannibalism. So on to the next one. Don't talk to animals. It's just it's just that simple. That's why Charlotte's Web has been banned. Um, obviously, you can still, you can get access to it now, but it was banned because just don't talk to animals. That's not a good thing. Leave them alone. Mind your own business. Let them do their thing. You do yours. No talking to animals. No talking to spiders. Just talk to people. The next one I think is my favorite. It's no pants. So Winnie the Pooh was banned because he does not wear pants and he should. Just wearing that little red crop top was not enough. Wear pants. Um, I'd be more disturbed actually if he was wearing pants. Well, I was trying to think of like a bear. Like I don't obviously know any bears personally, but I can't think of a single bear that wears pants. So do we ban all bears? Well, even Walt Disney, they make, well, Mickey Mouse wears pants. I guess he's got like little booty shorts. <laughs> um, Donald Duck. No pants. Yeah. Most animals don't wear pants. Right. Hmm. I tried to put pants on my dog, but that was bad. Such a big thing for such a good book. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much Winnie the Pooh. Well, the, the rabbit doesn't wear any clothes. We're just mad about the pants. Anyways, let's move on. There's too much pants talk. So the next one I have is do not send your child to bed without supper. That is the reason why Where the Wild Things Are was banned. We can talk to monsters, monsters. We can talk to monsters, but we um, we need to eat our dinner, eat your meals, eat your vegetables. I think this is all an era thing. Agreed. I mean, I, I do agree that like you should you shouldn't get sent to bed without food, but he got to go to an imaginary island and like it worked out well for him in the end. The last but not least is no strong females, please. So the Wizard of Oz was banned for, and I'm quoting this one directly, depicting women in strong leadership roles. So this was obviously another era mm -hmm. where we just didn't want to see women being strong. Don't drop houses. That's that's too much femaleness, I guess we shouldn't drop. Dropping houses on people is not a feminine thing, but I totally am misleading people. I think currently, like, books are just not banned. No, not, not in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're past that stage. We've progressed in... Yeah, totally. Yeah. But that's... Hmm, very I, I interesting. The Wizard of Oz is such a timeless tale and... There's a, a lot of things happen in that in the book and in the movie, and mm -hmm. the, it was the it was Dorothy that did tipped it over the scales, I guess. But those are our picks for funny or ones that just kind of caught our attention. Banned books. Let us know what your if you know of any books that have been banned for funny reasons or ones that just were shocking to you. We want to hear what you think. So we were talking about superstitions over the last week or two. And when I met my husband, his family superstitions are intertwined into their daily lives. And it's not something that I ever grew up with. And um, so when I first met him, I was amazed. I found it humorous. 
um, going through the years. It's been something you know, I kind of mock him about. But now I actually find that he's kind of converted me. Not that I believe in it, but this I now just kind of follow like, oh, don't do this because that'll upset dad or, or, oh, did you turn the calendar? So I was thinking about, we were brainstorming the other night and one is leaving the hat on the bed. So if someone puts a hat on the bed, that's bad luck. You, that's a no-no. I've never heard of that before. Um, another one is knock on wood. Well, this one made me laugh because, you know, in the 80s and 90s, a lot of the vehicles had wood look trim. Yes. So we'd be driving around town and something would happen and Jay would knock on the fake wood plastic. And I always found that humorous because like, it's not even wood. So I actually heard a story about where that came from and it was like linked to paganism that they, people used to believe that gods were in the trees in oh. the forest, like they lived in the trees. And if something bad happened, you had to wake them up. And so you would knock on the, on wood. the wood. And that, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I read. So when people knock on wood and they knock on their head, do they think they're a god? Ooh. <laughs> This is getting to I'm going to have to ask Jay that tonight. Yeah. Another one that I found, um, well, I was intrigued by Jay's grandmother who has passed. If grandma had a snake dream, people were on the phone calling. They wanted to know how bad it was because if you had a snake dream, it was a warning. But it depended mm -hmm. on the level of warning. If the snake just went by you in the dream, it was warning you that something bad was coming. But if someone got bit by the snake oh. well the, what you know the, what that like means the size of the snake did that make a difference like if it was a garter snake versus a cobra i you know what i never asked that question it was just it was a big this. thing so no i'll have to ask uh, my mother-in-law yeah. that was never brought up it was just if if grandmother had a snake dream Phones are ringing. Oh, phones were ringing. Everybody was trying to figure out if it was them, who it was. Wow. Yeah, the level. So that was one. Um, so we've disagreed about this. Jay always said, never open a calendar ahead of time. Well, how do I schedule stuff if I can't open the calendar ahead of time? Because that's I, bad luck. Really? I always do because I want to see what all of the pictures are. <laughs> That's all I care about. I'm not planning anything. I just want to see the pictures. So then now Jay has changed it after 20 some years that, yes, you can open it. You just can't put it up on the wall on a month that. So you can just change your mind yeah. and adjust things to your needs. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah. Uh, Jay. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, itchy palm means you're coming into money. And now that I think about it, I've never had an itchy palm. Yeah, and I've heard that one before, and I don't think of, I mean, my bank account will show that I've never had an itchy palm. Dropping cutlery or a dishcloth, like if it means that someone's coming unex, coming over unexpected. I guess if expected, then if you drop something, but you just don't know who. Just don't know who, you just know that someone's popping in uninvited or unexpected. How would the dishes know? <laughs> I'm just telling just, you the, the, the belief. It's just the messenger. Um, okay, this one, uh, 
putting a shirt, if you put a shirt on by accident inside out or backwards, you don't just take it off and put it back on. It's done for the day. Like you got to move on to a different shirt that is going to bring you bad luck through the day. If you put it on straight, so you just take it off. You got to start with a new shirt. If you put it on backwards, yeah, you got to start over. So you don't just like put it on and have to deal with your shirt being inside out. No. Interesting. When like that makes me think to back in the nineties when it was cool to wear your clothes on backwards or inside out. Like crisscross. <laughs> but hey, oh. where's crisscross now? Not here. That's for sure. <laughs> Never hear from them anymore. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, never borrow salt. Now I've heard that phrase, but never borrow salt. You can only like if you ran out of it and you wanted to ask a neighbor, you had to buy it or never return it. Wow. You had to make that decision. Like just straight up bad luck. That's it. Yeah. You just, you're taking it or you're not, or or not at all. Um, so we do do this one in our household. Like if you were to move, I would bring you a new broom and dustpan. So obviously Jay has had an effect on me Yeah, (laughs) because you want new, you don't want to bring stuff from your old house to the new house. I get that. So when we, when we've moved, our broom goes out on the deck or the, the inside broom becomes the outside broom and we start fresh. I know someone that every time they move, they, and I guess this is more like hygienic, but every time they move, they buy new toilet seats for however many bathrooms are in the new house because you can't sit where someone else is sat. <laughs> Well, we won't, we won't tell Jay that one because we'll be doing that too. <laughs> Good thing we're not moving for a long time. Um, this one I didn't know. This one hasn't come up in my life uh, with Jay and and his, his family, but uh, you always have to give money if you're giving a purse or a wallet as a gift. I think this is the only one on your list that I do know and have seen other people practice. Okay. So I think a lot of this is just good luck or I I think that's the that also makes me think of a time that my dad totally punked me that there was I think it's like a Ukrainian thing where if you're building a house you put money in the walls I've heard that yeah just for good luck and I think just for good luck but um my parents were renovating their house and they took all the old drywall on to just replace it and before they had done that, he took me, like, called me over and showed me that there was money in the walls. And he, mm-hmm. and so I was really excited to see it. And I reached up and I grabbed the coin and I was just like so excited that I found this money. And my dad's waiting for me to figure out what's going on. And I, I never did. He had to tell me, but like this house was really, well, not really old, but it was old, mm-hmm. like probably 30 years old and or more. I don't know. But he put a toonie in the wall. And, definitely no tunies when this house was built and he just put some dust on it and called me over and I never clued into it. That's cute. Yeah. Um, another one is don't step over a broom. So I don't even know why other than it must be a good luck thing. Like maybe don't go under a ladder. Uh, I don't know. I said there's certain types. Uh, I'm probably going to say everything wrong and someone will correct me, but like there's certain types of wedding ceremonies where you hop, over something oh yeah that's right i think in judaism i think there's that's what it is you yeah i just remember in movies seeing people yeah. pop. 
Yes, you're right. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. And another one that in our household is big between Christmas and New Year's, we have to put away all the Christmas ornaments and everything. It has to be all done for the new year because oh, we're not going, first. we're not going into the new year. I can definitely get behind that because I like to take, we put our Christmas stuff up really early. So yes. like by boxing day, I'm done. I'm yeah. ready for boxing. So that is something like that, that, um, start fresh. Yeah. That, that one makes sense to me. Yeah. So that that's, I kind of realize now we're a little different. That's like, the biggest one that I could think, like the one that stood out the most to me in my head was that one time I was at someone else's house and I had just gone shopping and I had a new pair of shoes and I took them out of the box and I put them on the table and the person lost their mind. They were, because I guess it's really bad luck to put shoes on your table. So kind of like the hat on the bed. I think so. Yeah. And I could definitely see it if it was dirty shoes on your nice clean tablecloth, but these are brand, brand new shoes. and still counts. Salt over the shoulder. Yeah, that's a big one. I think mm. that's probably the one that everybody knows. knows yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's kind of some little quirky things that I don't find quirky anymore. I did 20 yeah. some years ago, but now it's just a part of this, our everyday. So let us know if you're superstitious or maybe just a little stitious. We watched The Office. Let us know. But we want to know, did we miss anything? Did we get any of them wrong? Or maybe people have ones that they've kind of made up Ooh, if you make on their own. own. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. That they just kind of follow and it's Ooh. part of their everyday life. Yes. We want to hear them all. Let us know. Thanks for sticking it out with us on this week's episode of Small Town Banter. Until next time, stay safe, be kind to one another. Toodles. If you have a community event, program questions, or something you would like to share with us at Small Town Banter, please email us at podcast at pclibraries.ca. That's podcast at pclibraries.ca.